always a privilege to be here. I always feel at home at Wayne Presbyterian. And this morning when I woke up and five to nine was ready to come on over, I turned my car and it wouldn't start. So did you know that Wayne Presbyterian has an Uber service? I said to Doug, I have good news, I'm well. The bad news is I can't get there. And Rick was right over, it was amazing, in like 10 minutes. So I'm glad to be here and happy Father's Day to each of you. Um, whether you're online or here, it is just a wonderful day to just think about all the men in our life that have touched our lives and shown us Jesus Christ. My dad has been gone almost six and a half years ago uh, now, and not a day goes by that I don't think of him or something about him. And although he was very serious about caring for my mom and my sisters, there were four of us, and loved us very much, he believed his actions spoke greater and in volumes, not necessarily his words. Yet he loved to joke around, friends. He loved to joke around. He'd be found telling stories. And our family, after a while, we got kind of tired of hearing the same jokes over and over again. And so when he would tell, he, if he got a new audience, he loved a new audience, just one he needed. That's all he needed. And a new audience came, he'd start to tell the jokes, and we'd be in the room. And if we had heard the joke before, we did this. So he was very aggravated that he would be telling the joke and his whole family would be doing this. And if we had heard it many times, we did this. And it did, he did not really think that was funny. But as we got older, we would tolerate him more because we loved him dearly. I love my dad so much, but there were things that sometimes got on my nerves, as I'm sure I got on his nerves. But for some reason, throughout my ministry at Preakness, he thought he was called into ministry too. And so every Sunday after church, I would stand at the door to say goodbye to everybody, and guess who was next to me? My dad. He would shake hands, and once in a while, he'd pull somebody aside for a joke. And let me just share with you, they weren't always jokes that I thought were appropriate for the church, but everybody wanted to go to him, not me. They were so anxious to see him. But Dad, I miss you today, and I just hope that you're giving the Lord a break today with your jokes. Husbands, fathers, grandfathers, friends, men of God, come into our lives in many sizes, many weights, many personalities, don't they? Yet when the Lord calls them to be his child, there's something even more special about them. They become very treasured. So this morning I wanted to begin by sharing a short story that I found on Google. For those that don't know how to go on Google, it's one of the best things, especially for ministers. Years ago we had to go through books to find things, now we just Google. We pray that it's probably truthful, too, at the same time. But I always look for inspirational little stories on Google. And I found this one, and it kind of touched my heart. And I want to share it this morning. It says, when I was a little girl, I remember that when my dad was repairing something, every time he asked me to hold the hammer, just so we would have time for conversation with each other, I never saw my dad drinking or going out for a night with the guys. All he did after work was take care of his family. 
but when he did projects, he just wanted us to be by him. So many times he'd ask me to hold the hammer. I grew up and left for college, and since then my dad has been calling me every Sunday morning, no matter what. And when years later I bought a house, guess what? Dad was there. He was painting it by himself for three days in 80-degree weather, and he asked me always to hold the paintbrush and talk to him. But I was always too busy in those days. I did not find any time for that conversation with my dad. Four years ago, my dad was visiting me, and he spent hours putting together a swing set for my daughter. He asked me to bring him a cup of tea and have a talk with him. But then again, I had to prepare for a trip the next day, and I didn't have time for that conversation that day. One Sunday morning, we had a telephone talk as usual, and I noticed that my dad had forgotten some things that we discussed lately. I was in hurry, so our conversation was short. A few hours later that day came the call. My dad was in the hospital with an aneurysm. Immediately, I bought a ticket for a flight, was on my way, and I was thinking about all the missed occasions to have to talk with my dad. By the time I arrived at the hospital, my dad had passed away. Now it was he who did not have time for conversation with me. I realized how little I knew about my dad, and it was my deepest thoughts and dreams to know about him and my regrets also. After his death, I learned much more about him and even more about myself, and all he ever asked was my time. And now he has my time each and every day. If I were to stop the sermon right there, friends, I would imagine that the Lord would leave us with a powerful message, wouldn't he? Right there. Do you remember the song, Cats in the Cradle? Most of you know Cats in the Cradle. Written by both Harry and Sandy Chapman. My guess is most of you have heard it. I'm going to give you a few of the words and it will bring it right back to you. It's a story about the birth of a baby boy and as he grows up, his father is too busy to spend time with him. And the chorus goes, the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon, little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you coming home, Dad, I don't know when, but we'll get together then. You know we'll have a good time then. And as you know in that story, it goes on, the boy grows to be a man and begins a family of his own. And the role reverses and the son is now too busy to spend time with his dad. And the words go, I've long since retired. My son's moved away. I called him up just the other day. I said, I'd like to see you if you don't mind. He said, I'd love to, Dad, if I could find the time. You see, my new job's, got, got job's a hassle and the kids have the flu. But it's sure nice talking to you, Dad. It's been sure nice talking to you. And as I hung up the phone, it occurred to me, he'd grown up just like me. The boy was just like me. And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon, the little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you coming home, son, I don't know when. But we'll get together then, Dad. We're going to have a good time then. As I'm getting older, I am finding that although there are countless precious things in life, time 
is beyond valuable and precious. Do you know the meaning of cats in the cradle? I looked it up. If someone says that the cat's in the cradle with two people, that means that something is disrupting their relationship. The phrase cat's in the cradle is often used to refer to situations in which one person has neglected another or there is a total breakdown of communication. Interesting. This surely makes sense, but it didn't surprise me either. So what are those things that disrupt our relationships to the point that the cat's in the cradle? What are those challenges that keep us from honoring and celebrating our fathers and the men in our lives, including our Heavenly Father? Let's ponder just a few this morning quickly with the hope that perhaps if we name them or we talk about them, we can face them and have a heart more like our Father. I'm going to use the word time, T-I-M-E. That's the youth pastor in me. The T is for time. Too often we're so busy, we put off those relationships thinking we have time tomorrow. Yet what happens? Time slips through our hands. Just ask a senior citizen, or yes, even me. How funny we can fill our schedule with important appointments, dates, activities, but we don't put in there time with our children, time with our spouse, our partners, our parents. We put all those other things in our calendar, but we don't put those. You know, I love when I'm skimming through Facebook. They call me the stalker, but that's okay. To see that my children try to avoid me at all costs, by the way. I love doing that because I have watched some couples and families. They'll put up there, tonight is date night. Tonight is family night. And that gives me like the goose pimples. I just, I just think that is such a wonderful thing. I love to see that. You know, even though I made a lot of complaints about my dad when he was here, I cherished that he stood at the church exit with me. He was very proud of me. He always told me that in strange ways, but he always told me that. But I was really very happy to have that to look back at and think about my dad. Had the, I'm so happy my children loved to shop like me at Bradley's. And we would go to the Black, what is it, the Black Friday? We'd be on the line at 3 in the morning, the three of us, in the cart trying to get that extra coupon that you'd get the first 100 people. We loved doing that. In fact, we did that all through life until I had cancer and I was in the hospital. They went without me. Can you believe that? But I love that, that I can remember. Strange, but it was really... Um, one of my favorite experiences was we get in the car, just my son and my daughter and I, and I love the fact they didn't drive yet because they had to get in the car with me. You know, when they drive, they take off and they don't want to ever be next to you again. But before that, it's such a wonderful thing. And we get in the car, and my kids would say, Mom, how much money you have? Well, we never knew how much we had because we didn't have a lot. So they would dump my purse, and they said, look, oh, we found another dollar. We got $2. Oh, we have $7 today, Mom. 
not that we needed groceries, they just wanted anything I had. So what can we do with $7? We would go to the Anthony Wayne's, you remember that on 46, and we'd get maybe one sandwich, one fry, one drink, we would share it. We'd go to the Aldrin Milk Bar, remember when you could get those ice creams for $2.50? We could get two or three of those. We, that was one of our favorite memories of doing things together. But it wasn't about what we were doing, it was just that we were spending time together. And I share that because how much time do we give to our Heavenly Father? Do we give time to Him? Do we hang out with Him? Do we grow? Do we understand the heart of our Father? We need to use our time wisely, friends, because before you know it, it's going to be behind us. We will be with Jesus, but at the same time, we're missing opportunities. The eye is for intimacy. The eye is for intimacy. How will you know and grow in your relationship if you don't share your heart and know the heart of others? Our Heavenly Father wants us to spend the time, but he wants us to be intimate with him too. Did you know the best description of feeling intimate is feeling at home? Now, some people have grown up in very sad homes, and it may have a different meaning to them, the word home. But home is security. Home is contentment. Home is joyful. Home is peace, where we're able to express ourselves. Wayne Presbyterian Church is home. You feel like you can come here and be yourself, and you can sense the spirit and the love of each other. That's home. That's intimacy. Now, I love my cell phone just like anyone else, and I love that we can touch base with tons of people at one time. That is one of my greatest gifts as a minister. But I have to tell you, I love more the heart and heart talks that I have. Over the years, I've had the privilege of sitting across from many seniors over the years and taking them to chemo and all. That's where I have grown to know them and love them and understand who they are and why they do what they do. Same with youth. Uh, two weeks ago, I was away on my mission trip with my youth. My youth are now 18 to 24, by the way. They still think they're a youth group. And we were away for five days. My favorite part was sitting at night and doing devotions and hearing the heart of these kids who are now in college and out of college. It was like my favorite moments. And I come away saying, yeah, that was my call to be a youth pastor. I just, I would do it right until the end of my life. It is one of my favorite things. But that's time. That's the intimacy. Um, and so in this past six days or six weeks, like not, excuse me, six, wait a minute, in the past two weeks, I've spent time with six long-life friends that I hadn't seen in years. I made it my business to do that. My goodness, friends, what came out of that was wonderful. You need to be intimate in your relationship. So important, especially with the one above. The M is for mistakes forgiven. Mistakes forgiven. Is there any greater story in the Bible other than Jesus Christ than the prodigal son? Than the story of the prodigal son. It reflects the love of a father and a son in spite of the path they traveled. And so this morning I want to share that from the word. It comes from Luke 15, 11 to 24. You can see the words up on your screen. Mine might fit. Oh, okay. It's good. 
There was a man who had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country, and there he squandered his property in reckless living. It's a little different. Okay. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, At home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast. For this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. I love that story. Back then, the dad, you know, the, the, the clothing he wore, they always had to hide their, their legs. That was one of the things. And he had his father, when he saw his son literally lift that, he had to lift that up to run. He didn't care about anything else. He just couldn't wait to see his son and to embrace his son. He let everything go from the past. So often the past is what keeps us from having time and intimacy, doesn't it? There's not one person in this room that has not made a mistake, or many. Not one. And there's also not one person in this room that has not been forgiven. The heart of the Father. Our Lord Jesus Christ calls us to be compassionate, to love, to forget the past, to embrace and move forward. On this Father's Day, can we do that? Is there someone or a situation that we need to embrace to allow us to move forward with the heart of Jesus? The last letter of time is E, and that's the extra mile. That's the extra mile. Jesus always goes the extra mile. The father in the prodigal son went the extra mile, friends. Look at the word. David went the extra mile to seek the heart of God in spite of his mistakes. Noah truly went the extra mile building that big ark for 120 years. And there's so many more as you look through the word. How about those men in our lives that have gone the extra mile to reflect the heart of the Lord so that we could see Jesus through them? 
The road is out there for each of us to journey today. Will we just put in our time when needed in our relationships, even with Jesus? Will we do that? Will we just say, we're going to get by? Or are we going to share the innermost part of our hearts and let others see the intimacy in us? Are we going to hold on to the grudges and the hurts that we have? Because they're heavy to carry. Are we going to let them go and give our best and be our best? Are we going to decide to be able to put that extra mile in, go the extra mile, so that somebody along our journey, even a stranger, sees us can see Christ in us. We're called today to have the heart of the Father. And today we've selected for the song from Ryan Ellis just that, the heart of the Father. And the Lord calls us to be just that. It is my prayer this Father's Day and every day that we go into this world with time. Time for others, intimacy, mistakes forgiven, and go in the extra mile. Let us listen now to this beautiful but powerful chorus and song. I've never known a love like yours So intimate, so powerful And I've tasted, I've seen And nothing comes close I've never known a love like yours Jesus, your name
we praise and seek the heart of the Father. Let us pray. Father God, as we close this morning, we thank you for allowing us to see your heart and sing your praises, not only today, this Father's Day, but each and every day. On this special day, may we take the time to remember and cherish all the men in our lives that have helped us to see you. Thank you for the time that they continue to give to us through their love, compassion, and heart, helping us to understand more clearly the gift of intimacy and the need for each other, forgiving us and helping us to forgive ourselves and always going the extra mile so we can feel loved by them and above all, our Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, amen.